This morning we are beginning a brand new series of lessons, and it's called Making Change. And I sincerely believe that this is one of those lessons, those series of lessons, that can absolutely change your life. It can completely change the trajectory that you are on in your life. I really believe that. And it's not because I'm some kind of financial guru. In fact, a lot of the things we're going to learn in this series, I learned the hard way. But I can also attest to you the wisdom of what we're going to be talking about in this series. And this is, this is a great time to do this thing. In fact, every year, Peyton and I, this, this, uh, in November, we, do, uh, we talk about finances, stewardship, which is, which is how we, we use the resources that God has blessed us with in our lives. And it's a great time of year, November, because that's when we start really getting to see expensive stuff, right? We got Christmas coming up, buying gifts, and then you got Thanksgiving, that's, that's extra food probably because people will either be coming in to you and they're coming to your house or you're going and you're traveling and that's expenses on top of everything else. And, and some people, they, they, are, they are already thinking about their budget, for, for, for the next year. Some of you are like, what's a budget? Or oh, that come next week. Um, but you're already thinking about, you know, we, we really need to be thinking about what's coming up in the next year and what we want to do. And, and I think right now it's a good time because in our country we are seeing prices at an all-time high. And so it affects us. And for some people, they have been drowning in financial debt for years. And so we're going to be talking about something in this, this series, and what we're going to actually be talking about today is that less is more. Say that with me. Less is more. In fact, I want you to get this principle so much that every time in this lesson I say less is more, I want you to just repeat it, okay? So we're going to do that because many of us have been programmed to think that more is better, right? If one is good, two is better, right? If one dollar is good and one controller is good, maybe two controllers are better because (laughs) I'm going to break one, but two is better, right? Well, I remember a few years ago, and it was one of the many times I was trying to lose weight. And so I was going to the movies, and, and so I wouldn't be tempted with puttered, buttered popcorn. I bought some sugar-free hard candy. And so, you know, I tried one of them, got in the movie theater, and I'm like, this is good. And if one is good, then what? Two is better, right? And it was. And then I started thinking, these are sugar-free. I can eat as many as I want. <laughs> and I did. I ate the whole bag. By the, by the time, the, before the movie was even over, all of a sudden, my stomach just like was really tight. I was cramping. I'd never hurt like that before. And I was, I was actually concerned. I thought about going to the emergency room if, if it hadn't alleviated itself. But there's something about aspartame, right, Doc? Uh, large intakes is probably not good for you. Maybe even small intakes, right? See there, we get, it's more, what? It's an osmotic uh, uh, lactate. 
Oh, okay. All I heard was it's a laxative. But anyway, <laughs> but I learned something. I learned that more isn't always better, right? And so in keeping with that in this series, uh, or for today's lesson, we're going to have one verse. That's it. Just one Bible verse. A lot of times I have several Bible verses. We're just going to have one. But, but here's the concept. If we can take one verse and we can memorize it, and we can know what it means, and we can take it with us for the rest of our lives, then we can make a case that less is more. Ah, see, some of y'all caught on. And so here's the Bible verse. In fact, you're going to be saying with this with me today, but we're going to start off first, just slowly, just repeat after me. Better one handful with rest, than two handfuls with effort, and the pursuit of the wind. All right, let's say it together. Better one handful with effort than two handful with through to the wind. Yes, I memorized it, but you can't tell it. So, so I want us to think about the idea that less of what doesn't matter. And you may say, well, why do we want to think about, about that? Because then we can think more about the things that do matter. So this past week on Facebook, I put this question up, what really matters? I got all kinds of, of things. And some of you, you may be like one person who actually posted on there and said, I don't know. But there was one person who, who posted, and I know who this person is. She, she grew up in my hometown. And she put, there's not enough money in the world to change the memories we made. That's just a portion of it. Her husband had died. She's very clear about what's really important in life. And so if you're struggling and you're wondering what is really important, maybe you need to ask yourself, if I've got three months to live, or someone I love has three months to live, then what is really important in your life? One person said, the things money can't buy. And it's true, and that's really what we're going to see in this concept for today. Because many put their relationship, and well, on, on there, let me say this, you can, you can imagine what most people put. They put God, their relationship with God, the spirit, their spiritual lives. They put family and friends and their health. Let me tell you what no one put. No one put how much money I have in the bank account. Not one person said, it's that new iPhone that I got, or in my case, Android. It was... <laughs> Some of y'all, y'all need to shake that off. Uh, nobody put on there, it's the new cabinets I got for my kitchen that I had been wanting. Not one person said, it's how many friends I have on Instagram. Nobody said that. And what you begin to realize when you, when, you, when you see that is how much time, how much money, how much effort, how much thinking we put into things that do not matter every day. We're learning a new principle this morning. Less is more. Less is more. Say it with me. Better one handful with rest then two handfuls with effort and the pursuit of the wind. And it's like, well, why is one handful better? Because if there's somebody over here and they have a need, I've got an extra hand that can help them up. If I'm only using one hand, then I've got a free hand for someone who needs comfort. 
if I want to take a nap, I got a free hand that can go take a nap. Better one handful with rest. Amen? Right? And so that's what we're going to talk about this morning um, as we go today. There's three things I want you to see. Here's the first thing. Cut back. We've got to learn to cut back. The very first house that Missy and I ever lived in, I was a youth minister many moons ago. We rented this house. It was built in the 1930s. There were three bedrooms. There was one bathroom, hardwood floors, asbestos on the outside, (laughs) and tiny, tiny closets in the bedrooms. You fast forward to our modern day houses. What do we have? We have these walk-in closets, right? They're so big you could put in a jogging track, right? There's, there's closets now that have multi-layers to them. And we pack them out. And we go in there with all that stuff and we look and we say, I don't... Oh, some of y'all said that before. I don't have anything to wear. And what do we do when we pack out the closet? Well, we start putting stuff in the garage. And then we get so much stuff in the garage, we can't even park our cars in the garage. And when we can't park our cars in the garage because we've got so much stuff, but we got more stuff, then where do we put it? We put it in the attic. But then when we stuff out the attic, what do we do? We rent a storage facility and we pay somebody to keep our stuff at a different location. Hmm. That's why it's good to remember that less is more. What are we saying? Here we go. Better one handful with rest than two handfuls with effort and the pursuit of the wind. The most meaningful things in your life, at the end of your life, are not things. And yet we spend most of our lives just accumulating over and over again. And so that's why I want us to make an effort to cut back, to learn to cut back. Christmas is coming up. You kids are going to hate me. But listen, Christmas is coming up. But what do parents do? They They want their kids to wake up on Christmas morning And they want them to be able to open as many gifts as they can because all that happiness and that joy and all this kind of stuff, right? Or or maybe we we spend money, we've got to buy presents for our friends, for all our family, for people we work with. Maybe there's some neighbors, there's other people. And listen, people literally will go in debt this time of year buying things for people, some of which they don't even care for. Some of which you know they probably aren't going to care, but you just bought the cheapest thing that you could find. And we spend all of this money, we give all of this stuff for that reason. I know people think I'm anti-Christmas, you know, but it's like we feel like we've got to give our kids volume, right? We've got to have lots of stuff. And we know, if we're honest, most of the stuff that we buy for them to open on Christmas is just junk, It's going to be stuff that's going to be broken. It's not going to be used very long at all. But we want to give them volume. Or maybe we're just trying to keep up with the neighbors. And my question is, why are we continuing 
to listen to the world to tell us what makes us happy when our world is not happy, even with all their things. And so we're trying to learn what God is trying to teach us here, right? So I want less stuff and more time with my family. I want less stuff and more experiences with my wife. And those are the kind of things that are going to be important in life. Because here's the thing. On your deathbed, your kids are not going to say to you, you know, what I remember the most is how many presents I got every year. They probably can't even tell you what you got them the year before. But what they are going to say is, I remember how much time you gave us. I remember us being able to do things together. That's what, so we're going to cut back. Here's the second thing, clear out. We've got to clear out some stuff. According to the American Psychological Association, research reveals that living and working in cluttered spaces causes stress and anxiety that can harm our mental health and productivity. One study shows that the average American has seven thousand dollars worth of stuff they never use the study also said that 98 percent of people learned this trait it's not genetics so we watched our parents maybe doing it or maybe our best friends or the people that we hang out with this is what they're doing or maybe it's just that commercial or that home shopping network that convinces you you cannot live without this right and so we get caught up in this and there are some things that are sentimental and i get it you know I, we got this right after we we were married you know or, or maybe you know my one of my best friends gave this to me 30 years ago and it just i can't let it go it's just you know i know i don't ever use it but i just i can't i can't just can't do it but at the same time here we go Better one handful with rest than two handfuls with effort and the pursuit of the wind. One of the reasons that we go to our walk-in closets and we look at all the stuff and we say, I don't have a thing to wear, is because we have too many choices. You go get on Netflix, looking for a movie. Hundreds of movies. And we can't figure out if there's anything here we really want to watch, and if you're like <laughs> average people, then you got Netflix and Hulu and, and Amazon Prime and other whatever it, it may be, and, and, and we got all these choices, and we're like, you know, I just don't know if there's anything to watch. But have you ever been on an international flight, and they have eight movies, and it's like, oh, there's three here that I got to watch. It's because when we declutter our lives, we have clarity. There, there's something mentally freeing about this kind of thing. Missy, uh, my wife, she used to be in the business. She had her own business of helping people declutter their lives, help them to downsize. She never advertised. Now, I want you to think about that as we go through this and to see what real problem that we have here in our culture. Never advertised. And the reason she got into it was by accident. She would put stuff on Facebook Marketplace, 
And so someone said, would you help downsize my parents? They're going into a smaller place. And she did. She did great, and she did it quick, and she's really good at that kind of stuff. And guess what? That person told someone else who calls her. Then that person told someone else who calls her. Then that person told someone else. Then realtors in town started finding out about it. And they're telling their clients about it who are trying to downsize themselves. Because people understand the importance of freeing themselves. Now, I said my wife used to be in it. She's not anymore. And the reason is it became so overwhelming. She, she was doing this so much she was turning people down left and right, never advertised. And then what she was doing, so she didn't have to go back and forth to those houses, she brought a lot of that stuff over to our house and in our garage. I got stressed. I got anxiety. And so she doesn't do that anymore. So don't you call my wife. <laughs> don't you call her. But here's the thing. Working with people who downsize... She learns that there's a lot of people who have things and, and they've had them a long time and maybe they're collections or whatever it may be, but they want top dollar. But they're not worth anything on the market. And a lot of reasons is because they're sentimental to us. They have value to us. And so trying to help people begin to realize that some things just are not going to make it and, and, and let me tell you something, parents. You're not going to like to hear this, but I'm going to tell you anyway. All that stuff that you're collecting and keeping that you're going to give and bless your children with. <laughs> see, that, that ought to tell you everything right there. They don't want it. They may want a few things. They don't want it. And I'll tell you something about our younger generation, these young adults uh, that we have around here. Let me tell you something about them. They are beginning to learn something that we, me, has had to learn over the years, and that is being minimal, learning to live on simplicity. They do it better than anything else because they realize how important it is to set, you, to set it free. An expert on clutter said that if you're having a hard time getting rid of things, then take that item, thank it for its blessing and its purpose in your life, and then set it free. And so you take that thing and you go, you know what? My best friend gave me this 30 years ago. I want to thank you for the good that you've done in my life for 30 years, but I am setting you free to go and bless somebody else. It's amazing, it sounds crazy, but it works. Um, I've gotten my closet down, for the most part, there's just a, just a few little pieces, but I've got it down to what I wear for an entire month. If, I, if there's something in there that I don't wear in a month's time, it's gone. Um, if I get another pair of shoes, another pair's going out, okay? Because... I don't want that clutter. I've had the clutter. I've had to downsize. And I'm not perfect at it. Let me tell you that. I've still got areas that I really want to work on when I get time, honestly. And one of those is I'm a book hoarder. I love books. I've got hundreds of books in my office. I've got books that are on my bedside. 
and, and, and I read, and I love those things, and I think to myself, all these hundreds of books, I'm going to probably read them again. And I'm not. There's some that, yes, I probably will, but what I need to do is occasionally just, you know, I need to take one of these books and say, you know what, seven years ago, book, you really ministered to me in my life, but I am setting you free to go minister to someone else. And when I do that, I promise you, I'm going to be giving books to people that I think that they might have some use in it, or I am sending it off to the thrift store and just pray that God will put it in the right hands. Because it's that kind of stuff that's going to set us free. Walk through your closet. Get rid of some things. If you see something in there that you haven't worn in a year, get rid of it. Here's the challenge I want to give you, okay? I want you over the next week, over the next month, some of you, you may need to take all the way to Christmas because you're going to have some time off. Get rid of a hundred things in your house. You will be shocked how fast you will come up with a hundred things that you never use. Probably a lot of us, we could say, let's just set it at 500 and above. And, and then when you do that, you're going to realize how much clutter you had, and you're going you're gonna to feel it mentally and, and when these things begin to declutter. And, and some of that stuff, listen, one of my favorite things that I do, and y'all know this, I go the dump. I love the dump. I love taking things and just blessing the dump, right? Uh, there's some things that we take to the thrift store. We feel like, you know what, um, probably won't get much for something like this and and honestly somebody else could use it do it that way and then there are some things that my wife she will she will put it on uh to sell because we realize we can get you, you know money for that in fact tonight this is why i encourage you to come back tonight five o'clock um my wife i'm not sure if she'll be able to be here yet or not if not i'm going to be taking her place and telling you how to do that my wife's had covid um we think that she may be able, but we're waiting to do the test one more time and see if she's, she's good. But anyway, but we're going to tell you how to do that. She's going to tell you some things that you would never think. You would think, this has to go to the dump, but you'll get money for it. I've told her at times, I'm like, there's no way you'll sell it. And she sells it like that. It's just ridiculous. And there are some things I'm like, oh, man, you could, you could get quite a bit for this, right? And it's like, no. No, 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 not at all. And you'll, you'll be surprised. She knows the market. She knows how it works. You, you know, so like I said, don't call my wife. Uh, so come and learn how to fish rather than her catching fish for you. Uh, so that's where, you, that's where you're going to learn how to do it. And, and that's where these dollars are going to come into it. And the Russells are going to help us in learning some downsizing, like what's really important as well. But clearing out, oh, I keep going backwards, that's going to bring out to the payoff. If you can take some things and make money with it, you begin to pay off. And that's what you want to do, right? Um, how many of you would agree that, that um, financial stress is no fun? Anybody agree with that? Yeah. Uh, I've never heard anybody say, you know, my debt just, it just makes me have so much peace. I've never heard anyone say, you know, those, those high interest credit cards that I'm paying, I, I don't know why. It just makes me feel closer to God. 
Never heard that. But I'll tell you what I have heard. I've heard people say, every day I worry about this. I have people who come to me and they say, we are arguing about money all the time and we need some help. I have heard people say, I wish I could go back in time and start over so I wouldn't end up where I am today. That's what I've heard. And I want you to know, if you've been guilty of these kinds of things, listen, and you find yourself in debt, that's what this is all about. It's about turning things around. And you'll be surprised when you start getting things rolling, just, just what it does to you, spiritually, psychologically, and so forth. Um, next week, we're really going to get specific as we talk about budgeting uh, and our relationship with God. But listen, better is a car that is paid for than a brand new vehicle that you have high payments that you're worried every month if you're going to be able to pay it or not. Better is to have a small house that maybe you wish it could be bigger, you wish it had this or that. Better to have its payment than a large house that has you so strapped you're not even able to go on vacation. You can't even make it to Sebastian and back, right? Um, so better to have financial margin um, and where you can help people out when they are in need than spending it all on self and you're living paycheck to paycheck. Listen, this is, this is biblical. Cut back, clear out, pay off. Because what are we learning? Here we go. Better one handful with rest than two handfuls with effort and the pursuit of the wind. Now, I'm not saying you can't have nice things. I'm not saying you can't have stuff. But here's what happens. When I begin to get all that clutter out and I stop paying, getting so much of junk, then guess what? I can actually have a few nice things that I really like and appreciate. Craig Rochelle said this. You may want to write this down. This is good stuff right here. It's better to have some nice stuff that you own than a bunch of stuff that owns you. Ooh, yeah. Take a picture of that. Yeah. It's, it's better to have some nice stuff Things that you love, things that you use, things that make you uh, happy, that you enjoy, than a bunch of stuff that clutters up your life. Better, one handful, right? Another thing he says, this is good, you'll want to write this down too. The richest people in the world are not those who have the most, but those who need the least. Not those who have the most, but those who need the least. This church has a goal of sending 35 people. In, on a mission trip every year. And some of you, you're going to go to the, uh, some of these places that they are very poor. And what's going to happen is you're going to get there the first day and you're going to see these people and you're going to say, oh, these poor people, I just don't know how they live like this. I, you know, they just don't have the conveniences that we have. And, and then a couple of days later, you're going to start noticing and you're going to see kids, they're outside playing. Some of them don't even have shoes on, and they're just playing, and they're happy, and they're not inside and playing video games all the time. And then, then you're going to go to a worship service, and you're going to see these Jesus followers who have hardly anything, but they are praising God like they have everything. And it's because they found contentment. It's because they, they've learned the things that in life that's really important, and it's not stuff. And, and then long about day five, what you're going to end up doing is you're going to say, man, I wish 
I, I wish I was like this. I wish I had this kind of contentment. I, I want to go back and I want to be a different person. And I've seen this and people will come back and, and for the first couple of weeks, you know, they're, they're judging everybody else because the way they are and everything and because they're going to change their life. And, and then after a couple of weeks, they get sucked right back into it that better is more. And, and, it's, and it's not. And then they began to lose the principle. And they didn't even know it was a principle, but I'm telling you it's a principle. And we're learning it today because I want you to put it to memory. And that is, less is more. Listen, we have one chance to get this right in life. Life's short. You're going to blink your eyes and your kids are out of the house. Am I right, Vicki? Yeah, David. You're going to blink your eyes again and, and you're going to wonder, where, where, did, where did life go? Where, how did all this, how did I get this far? And it's because that's the way it is. Your life is too valuable, your calling is too great, your God is too good for us to waste on meaningless things. We were not put here on earth to accumulate stuff. We were put here on earth to do good, to help others, to, to magnify the name of Christ. Better one handful with rest then two handfuls with effort and the pursuit of the wind. Or we could say better one handful and a close relationship with my children than to have two handfuls and my kids, I grow up, they grow up and they don't really know who I am. Or we might say better one handful and some good friendships than to have two handfuls and we have no spiritual community that we can call our own. Or better one handful and some experiences and some vacations than two handfuls and there's no memories. Or better one handful and have a strong marriage than two handfuls and we have no time for ourselves or we're constantly fighting about money. Better one handful and the ability to make a difference in someone else's life than have two handfuls that we selfishly just pursue upon ourselves and live paycheck to paycheck. All right, we're going to say this one more time. Don't look at the screen. Don't look at the screen. Better one handful with rest than two handfuls with effort and the pursuit of the wind. Many people are looking for things to fulfill them, but they just don't realize that things will never fulfill you. And the reason is because we're spiritual beings. They make a lot of promises. They make us feel good for a moment but they just don't satisfy. And if you don't believe it, just move one time and you'll see how much useless stuff that you have. You'll be amazed. You wouldn't believe the things I've found in this move we've made this last month. It's ridiculous. And it's because this is, we do this. We all get caught up in it. And some of you, you you've got this huge void in your life and, and you don't even know where you stand with God. But here's good news. God loves us, He calls us, He wants what is best for us. Not only does He want to save you, save us from our own sinfulness, but He wants to give you wisdom to live out this life in a different kind of way. A way that blesses you, not the way the world lives it, but a way that blesses you in your life.
blesses your family, blesses your relationships, blesses people who are really in need. Let's pray. Father, we come to you this day and we thank you for all the blessings that you've given us. Father, forgive us for those times when we forget this principle. Father, forgive us in those moments where we are just so consumed on self. Still living in this physical world, Father, we know that we, we're just not perfect. But Father, we are thankful that your son is perfect. We're thankful that you will forgive us. We're thankful that you take us down in the very holes that we dig for ourselves and you help us back out. Father, we just, we thank you. But Father, help us to grow from all of this. Help us to learn. Help us never to go back to the ways of the world and to the ways of your new creation, a way that is, it's always better. And so, Father, we just ask all of this in your, in your son's name. Amen.